Cash status, now I'm a big dog, bitch. I pull up on the block in a big car, bitch. Yeah. Riding around the city with a stick, all black. Welcome back. After a small intermission, we're doing a little, uh, a little uh, controversial movie, I guess, today. Yeah, 20, yeah we 20, sure are. Cuties. Ming Yao. Uh, I don't know how to say that first name. Maimuna Dukure. Yeah, that sounds right. Like that. You can pretend. That sounds right. Yeah. I'll just cut um, in uh, the Google, uh, you know when you're writing Google Translate, <laughs> the robots say it, I'll just cut that in right when I do it. Yeah, so where are we at? We're doing cuties. That's a fun one. This was uh, one you brought up uh, a while ago you wanted to, to jump on when there was uh, quite a bit of hype around it. Yeah, back in like uh, late August, early September, I think. Yeah, which is when we're recording it now, in August. <laughs> this is timestamped. Um, but um, do you want to uh, jump right in or do you want to, I don't know, we haven't talked in a while. Do you want to go over what... Uh, what you've been watching lately? Um, yeah, have I been watching good stuff lately? I gotta think. Been watching The Curse of Oak Island on History Channel. That's sure okay. right. <laughs> um, other than that, not too many uh, rocking movies. How about yourself? Uh, I watched porno the other night. That was fun. Yeah? Is that good? Yeah. Not like, you know, actual pornography, but there's a movie called Porno. Yeah, I'm, uh, the, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the cover right there. It's a pretty sick little uh, cover art. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it's just like a comedy horror okay. type thing. Yeah. What it's just good fun, you know? Naive teens working at a movie theater in a small Christian town discover a mysterious film hidden in its basement. They unleash an, allur an alluring succubus who gives them a sex education written in blood. <laughs> That's good. I, lo I always love those, uh, <laughs> the ellipses dots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I watched Nocturne. Bad. Also not good. Yeah. It sucked. It sucked big time. Oh yeah. Big time yeah. suck. I was disappointed because it, it was with, um, what's her name? Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. From, uh, Euphoria. This girl. I'm not too sure. Doesn't look too familiar. Have you seen Euphoria? I don't think so. It's a good show. No. Uh, oh, My Octopus Teacher, I love. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I watched that too. <laughs> no, how would you think? Did you like it? I was pretty, I watched it with my girlfriend, and we were like, "Oh, this is a cute movie." And then I watched it again at work, and everyone was lighting it up. So I was like, "Oh really? yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not watching this movie." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good, though, secretly. <laughs> what were they saying? Uh, just making jokes about the guy fucking the octopus. Oh, okay, well, yeah. yeah. The, the usual stuff, tends yeah, to yeah. the ass and things. What you'd expect with uh, yeah. my octopus teacher. I thought it was pretty fun, though. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see the new Borat movie? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? Not as good as the first, but it was funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's a little too... Uh, of the times, you know, like I don't think that's gonna be funny in three years. Yeah, yeah, like too topical. Yeah, very too topical, a bit too political. Uh, it's it's uh, it's, 
it's for the time now it's funny like borat the first borat movie that you fucking watch 10 times a day every single day for the rest of your life i'm still laughing the entire time yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah that first borat i would say is that and monty python holy grail are the two perfect comedies i like life of brian life of brian speaking of monty python yeah all right cool um Oh, did you hear uh, what Warner Brothers announced? No, what's that? They're going to release their entire theatrical slate on HBO Max the next year. Oh, cool. Yeah. They HBO were like, Max, I think it's worth it, dude. You know, it's not in Canada yet. Oh, it's not? We don't have it. No. I thought you could go through Crave and watch it. Yeah, but they only license their original content. Ah, I understand. Yeah, so like, I don't know. We might get... Uh, the shit end of that deal, like internationally, yeah. people who aren't in the states might end up getting a shit end of that deal. That's too I don't know what they're going to do about that. Yeah, that's how I've been doing the uh, catching up on the Sopranos and stuff is through the the Crave HBO. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's true. Now that you say it, there's not that much, and uh, some seasons are like cut off midway through. Like if there's five, oh, seasons that's weird. Oh, they'll only give you three seasons. That's weird. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. Like, what's yeah. it? Curb your enthusiasm and shit. They're missing all the new seasons and everything. Um, but what do you think, like, in a general sense of companies doing that? Like, just, like, doing theatrical and stream release at the same time? I mean, I, for the time being now, I think it's quite convenient to do that now. I don't think people are really going to theater. I mean, I like the theater experience, going to see the movie, getting some popcorn, sitting down. I mean, that's a, that's a, an event in itself. But if you really just want to watch the movie and you don't want to go out and sit down in a theater with a guy coughing on your neck and pissing on your ankles, you know? It might be fun to watch it. On <laughs> what kind of theaters you've been going to, Nick? That's the dollar cinema here. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an extra dollar for them to piss on you? cents <laughs> <laughs> only. <laughs> on Tuesdays, the bargain. <laughs> That's ladies' night. Nice. There you go. This movie, I find... Uh, I think it might bring us back to our podcasting roots when we were talking about uh, Cannibal Holocaust and stuff, where the the stuff around the movie is almost more yeah. interesting than the movie itself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, let's jump in. Let's yeah. go for it. I was trying to think of how we should analyze this, if we should do a normal our film analysis where we talk about it kind of part by part, what we liked and didn't like, or if we kind of jump back and forth between the controversy in this. Because I, I think most people listening might know the controversy but not the movie itself yeah i think we should yeah i think uh probably open with the controversy and then yeah. do what we usually do afterwards sounds good to me um for those who don't know uh cuties is a movie that was released at uh i think it premiered at sundance yeah yeah um and not it's a perfect premiere but i'm pretty sure it won like a okay yeah yeah fair yeah yeah, it, yeah, she definitely, uh, Duguri definitely won the uh, directing award. Yeah, and I think this is her uh, directorial debut. I think she was music videos before or something. Yeah, well, she she had uh, released a short that was very well critically acclaimed mm -hmm. before this. And then the script for this won an award as well a year before she filmed it. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. And this um, is all at the uh, AVN Porno Awards, right? That okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, 
the movie is about a girl named Amy mm-hmm. who uh, I don't know uh, finds a uh, she's kind of a bit of a loner. She finds a group of friends who are into dancing. Yeah, and then they start uh, dancing provocatively in yeah. order to win this competition. Some like weird talent show held at a park or something. <laughs> yeah. With dance crews of teenage girls coming in to dance. Yeah. Um, what is it? Her her family is Sudanese, I think, in this movie? Um, yeah. So, uh, was it Sudanese? I haven't written Senegal? Yet. Yeah, Senegalese, yeah. Yeah. And so I guess they're uh, they're full Muslim, her family. Yeah. And uh, it's the kind of, uh, what's that story? Uh, traditional versus uh, modernity kind of uh, conflict? Yes. Yeah, the, uh, the standard, you know, and a coming-of-age story. It's pretty, like, when you look at it thematically like that, it's it's pretty straightforward as a story. And it, it's, it's almost surprising that something like this would become as provocative or as mm-hmm. controversial as it did. Because, I mean, it, what's the movie from, like, the 70s? The Blue Lagoon, and it's two teenagers who I think were actually, like, 16 and stuff, all naked, running around on an island. And people go, oh, this is a fun movie. They're coming of age. They're learning about themselves. <laughs> So it's kind of funny. Like there's, there's countless other movies with the exact same formula as this, almost yeah. using the same punches, the same kind of innuendo. But this, mm-hmm. for some reason, uh, blew up. A lot of people were talking about this movie, and oh, a lot yeah. of people who hadn't seen the movie were talking about the movie. Yeah, because the movie hadn't even released yet. Yeah, internationally. Yeah, I think uh, what, was what happened. Yeah. Uh, the Netflix had released a trailer so when you uh, not a trailer a poster so when you go on the cuties page now for netflix yeah it's all there oh is she gonna play the movie okay uh it looked very different yeah wasn't it that uh yeah there, that was this one there yeah. yeah so these are the two posters back to back yeah um so this is the one that got netflix in heat yeah um there are, it's just, you know, four 11 year old girls who look to be dancing provocatively wearing dance clothes. But I don't even know if that's provocative now. It seems like that's just the standard kind of dance moves. Yeah, I agree. This does you know, to pop me, around and stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like that's anywhere uh, out of the norm for uh, any kind of dancing or dance movie or something. Yeah. But this this poster alone is what sparked all of the controversy. Yeah. Which to me blows my mind because like you're saying, that's not that bad. No, I mean, it, it seems like when I would, like if I didn't know anything about the movie and I just saw that poster, I would think it was something like pageant moms or something, you know? Yeah, same. Like, it looked like fucking, um, what was that show on TLC? Yeah, exactly. It was something... Uh, some pageant thing, but it, it yeah. looked like a bunch of kids going, doing little shows and stuff. And you go, ah, this looks like something a girlfriend might want to watch. I don't really want to watch this kind of thing. But uh, as kitty porn, I don't think that would have been the first thing that popped in my mind. Yeah, I agree. And it, it's, it's weird to me because America is the only, like this whole controversy started in mm-hmm. America because it released in France. Fine. Yeah. With and no one praise, I think. Yeah, with praise, you're right. Yeah, and then they Netflix was in charge of the international release, and yeah. that poster fucking 
blew up in America. Yeah. And then people started calling this movie kitty porn and all this, mm-hmm. you know, make like uh, there were claims that they were uh, encouraging child sex trafficking. Yeah. All interestingly unfounded if you watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. I and, was. Um, yeah. I was happy to see Netflix never back down from defending the movie. Yeah, that was good. That, except for in Turkey. I think they pulled it, at, they took it off in oh, Turkey. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. But, I don't know, that's Turkey. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, name that <laughs> bird. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, they were even, they were indicted in America. Yeah. They were, like, there was a case brought to the fucking court. I know um, there's, My- like a handful of U.S. senators who made, like, open letters to yeah. Netflix calling for them to pull it down, shit like that. My, my favorite one was, uh, I think it was in Texas, where the governor's like, oh, this, uh, this is pornography, this is uh, child porn, there's no artistic merit to this, and we're going to have this kind of taken down. And, like, the, only, the first argument, the, the person defending it was like, well, it, it won judges' prize at Sundance. I think that might be some kind of artistic uh, <laughs> merit. <Yeah. laughs> that alone should be enough to tell you that it's, you know. Yeah. This isn't a YouTube documentary, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, I don't know. The whole, the, that, the whole story is insane. Yeah. When you hear the hype, because I, I think we were familiar with the hype before we saw the movie. Yeah. It's completely lackluster. The when, movie, you mean? Well, the amount of controversial things in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was watching this and I go, yes, this is a normal coming-of-age movie. You're kind of getting yeah. a bit sexual territory. You're kind of learning about these kids. They're kind of becoming more adult or they're, they're becoming themselves. It's a standard story, really. Yeah, I agree. Um, I couldn't think what would get this... A, a, uh, instead of other movies, you know, th- this much controversy. What's the other movie? Uh, I would uh, Moonlight Kingdom. That's the uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, you you see that movie? Yeah, I did. I watched that movie with my mom, and it's pretty much the same thing. These two kids, they're running around in their underpants, they're naked, kissing and stuff, and that's a happy movie. And that's ooh, it's made in little. A storybook style. It's got a yeah. cute little aesthetic, and there's no issue. But this is filmed a bit more mm, gritty, française, you know, a little more handheld in the street kind of thing. Yeah, that it got a bit more controversial for that, or is it because it's all girls in it? Maybe. I mean, I think it was just the marketing. I don't know. It, I also think I, I have like a weird uh, theory that because this happened like middle of quarantine yeah I don't, people are people were just waiting for something to fucking be upset about yeah or something to talk about other than yeah quarantine. that's it yeah. and i think this just gave a lot of people an excuse to fucking focus all their energy mm-hmm. and just hate this instead of hate their fucking life because life sucks now yeah this was a pretty big story going on too i mean i was hearing this on the radio on podcasts that would never talk yeah. about films or anything Yes, yeah, I mean, I was seeing people who, like, you know, I never talked to or talked to about movies or anything like that, posting fucking 
like sharing paragraphs and paragraphs about child porn on Netflix and all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insanity though. Yeah, it was. Cause like You're you actual- said, all this was happening before the movie even released. Yeah. So all of these people were talking about this movie without ever actually seeing it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is this any more child pornography? Just the marketing, the Netflix poster. Is that any yeah. more child pornography than, let's say, your baby picture where you're naked in a tub? Because that's 10 times more provocative than, I think, some girls yeah. standing there doing poses, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I'd go see my little cousin at a dance show, and it would probably be the exact same thing, and you go... Oh, she's uh, getting pretty good at dancing or something. You know, it wouldn't even be a conversation. <laughs> you go, oh, it's nice she has friends or something, you know? Yeah. It wouldn't be a story as this movie was. Yeah, definitely. You, you don't see it very often that people are upset at like the marketing of something. Or like I, I heard a few people were upset about uh, a few directorial choices where maybe some uh, zoom-ins on like some lower bodies dancing around and gyrating and stuff. But that's the standard um, aesthetic in the kind of dance genre. Yeah. You want to have insert shots on the actual parts of the body that are moving where you go, oh, wow, that's quite interesting how the body yeah. moves like that. It's what, uh, what you're saying? Um, what blew my mind most was that uh, even without seeing it myself, mm-hmm. but hearing about all this controversy, it took me maybe two minutes of Googling yeah. to find a quote from the director mm-hmm. explaining what the movie is really about yeah, and how all of these people upset that the movie is like hyper-sexualizing young girls and all this shit and they're mad about child pornography and whatever and whatever. Yeah. She's like, this movie is literally about that. Yeah. That's like <laughs> they're on the same side. Yeah. This movie is a critique of sex, of sexualizing young girls. Yeah. But we could be falling into the same trap that Cannibal Holocaust was falling into, where the critique becomes the method. You don't think that was her intention? I think it was her intention, but it could be where in the act of portraying the, uh, what would you call it, the uh, over-sexualization, yeah. she in turn continues over sexualizing okay i see what you mean we're yeah. like in cannibal holocaust they were kind of saying oh this is exploitation filmmaking while they're killing turtles and killing animals yeah. and beating each other up and stuff True. they kind of fall in the same trap where but I that think, is kind of the best way to do it in my opinion yeah i mean you have to be explicit with it you have to show it to the to the audience you can't make it a uh, a little uh, hide and seek game but yeah cannibal holocaust for sure did it on a uh, a different level, I think this is a, a properly made, just a, a normal movie, which is yeah. quite interesting. I think a lot of people too aren't used to movies making them feel badly. Okay. Like, I don't think you're supposed to watch this movie and feel good. Really? I think you're supposed to watch this movie and be angry. Oh, yeah. about the sexualization of young girls. I feel like that's the point. Yeah. I was... So, yeah, oh, sorry. Maybe not, you know, to the point where you're at an uproar fucking raising your arms and yelling in the streets that Netflix should fucking shut down because of this movie. Yeah. But, you know, the, the whole point is to start a conversation mm-hmm. about 
this very real issue in society. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to expose people to it to the point that they're angry enough to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is even uh, an over-sexualization or if this is kind of just exploring the kind of new norm of uh, like adolescence and coming into your sexuality, like where before maybe in the eighties or something, you'd go, Ooh, I'm going to go grab a boob or something. And now you're going to, Oh, I'm going <laughs> to booty pop with little shorts on or something, you know, like yeah. the, the progression of the, uh, the coming of age. This was, yeah, it definitely, it felt weird. Um, Cause it's not something I can relate to. No. At all. But it's still something I can sympathize with. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In a way. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I mean, we're almost a, we're a full generation older than these people. Mm -hmm. So even our coming of age, it was like insanely different from what people are going through today. Well, that was more cigarettes and uh, skateboarding. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I don't know, like uh, it, I find it apart from the whole, even apart from the whole sexualization thing, it's an interesting look at how social media is affecting people in like the most mm -hmm. integral part of their lives. Yeah. Cause when we were 11, I mean, a handful of us had cell phones maybe. Yeah. And like what the most was my, was my space still around? I don't know how old we are. Um, we're 39, but my space, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> So what, like Facebook was the extent yeah. of it? Well, I think when we were getting into high school, Facebook was just kind of kicking off. Yeah. So that's all we had mm. in terms of social media growing up, you know? Yeah. Instagram and Snapchat only came around like when we were pretty much graduating. Yeah, that's true. We don't really think about maybe the, uh, or I don't at least, the uh, the effect these kind of medias have on kind of developing minds. What this kind yeah. of just... Like back in the day, you'd go and watch one movie a week or something and you go, oh, wow, I'm going to start dressing cool with a leather jacket or something. But now you're inundated with so much media or so much visual content. You go, oh, wow, oh, uh, I'm so confused, you know? Yeah. And uh, Instagram does such, Instagram specifically, mm -hmm. does such a good job at saying they're anti, like they'll block anything with a female nipple in it. Yeah. But anything shy of that is fair game. Yeah. Well, did you see the thing where people were selling stick on fake nipples, but they were just yeah. waddled as nipples? That's quite fun. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, I saw a, a, for a while of the trend going on where girls would post shirtless pictures of themselves and yeah. edit out uh, male nipples on top of their nipples. <laughs> and yeah. The algorithm didn't know the difference. <laughs> Look in the internet rules, dude. <laughs> internet rules. For a time in like maybe ten years ago or so, the internet fucking rocked where it was just nonsense and mean stuff. Then it got pretty bad a few years ago where it was all kind of social justice -y stuff. But I think it's coming back now into some fun territory. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens next. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I just had an idea before when you were going on the, uh, I think you were on Netflix before, and the, the homepage yeah. for Netflix was the cartoon Big Mouth. Yeah. And that's a cartoon about kids who are pretty well the same age as 
the people in this movie and they're like fully naked with little animated penises running around and stuff and it's all hard on sex jokes and stuff yeah true and that's no issue where it's i mean it's the same theme and uh i guess it's comedic and a bit further with uh like the depiction of it but Mm -hmm. it's the same thing it's still a coming of age story about little kids having sex yeah even there's there's no sex in cuties no i mean there's nothing even really close she takes a picture of her uh I was trying to think of how to say. It. <laughs> you said it right. That was good. You got. You got it. That was the. Uh... I have a stamp on here, and <laughs> that was definitely the most appropriate way to say it. Don't worry. She takes a picture of her vagina, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's probably the most explicit thing in the movie. I mean, what else is she? Yeah. Those onions yeah. with her grandma. Fuck, that might be more disturbing. You see that pile of onions she had to peel, she had to cut? That, that's what was giving me some fucking heartache, going, oh my God, that's going to take an hour, fuck. <laughs> other than that, I wasn't too disturbed in the movie. Yeah, I don't know, it really wasn't. And that's what was so, like, m- massive about the whole controversy was that it was so incredibly unfounded. It was almost shocking. When you actually watch the movie and you say, yeah. well, okay, it's movie night tonight. I'm going to watch something. And you go, I'm, I'm expecting a, uh, a bloodbath of something. And then you get fucking uh, a normal movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I was going to say maybe that speaks to like us being desensitized or something. But, but I that, really think the people yeah. who were freaking out were just freaking out for fucking no reason. Yeah, but even as an objective viewer, if you look at it without any biases or you try to at least remove yourself or your own opinion from the thing and just watch it as a piece of audiovisual, I don't think there's anything in there that's even close to child pornography. No. I mean, even on the the edges of it, they're, they're little girls and it's like... You, you you almost feel bad for these girls that they're kind of a bit lost dancing around and that's how they yeah. kind of get attention and stuff is by kind of going, oh, maybe we can try to be sexy and dance around for these 11-year-old boys and the boys are kind of dildos. And I mean, it's it's a normal high school kind of story. Yeah, and the, the, the movie is made in a way that frames these characters in like a almost pitying light. Yeah. Like you said, like you... You're, you're not, you know, you watched, I, I, like you said, I felt bad for these girls. Yeah, well, especially Amy, I felt terrible for her with the family and the friends and she can never balance it. Yeah. It was more a movie of going like, ah, fuck, can you find some balance in your life between the tradition and the modernity? Can you, can you find something in there between traditional and the, the cell phone? Yeah. What's really going, oh my God, she's wearing a crop top. <laughs> you know? I think if... These girls were 13, 14, yeah. no one would have cared. Yeah. I think because for some reason they're right on the edge of being a teenager, mm-hmm. that it, it somehow made it worse. Yeah. But it, it was, I don't know, to me it was an important decision to make them that young because it's, it's a real thing that with the internet people are 
I wouldn't say growing up or maturing quicker, but they're exposed to adult content a lot quicker. Yeah, they're, they're more aware of what's going on. Yeah, ex- exactly. My introduction to fucking adult content on the internet was probably watching Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. That was a fucking joke, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I saw, what's the guy, uh, Mr. Hands. That was a fun one. That's what the guy getting ass fucked by a horse. Oh, okay, yeah. Heard of that one. Yeah. That's a classic one. Never had the pleasure of viewing it, but I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, that was uh, in uh, in college, a fun video to send around when you're supposed to send like Dropbox links of your video. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, or the guy putting a jar up his ass, too. Yeah, yeah, seen that oh, one. Those are too classic. Yeah, those were oh, good. Oh, yeah, here's my project. <laughs> Open it up. <laughs> that was a fun thing to do. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> As I was saying, yeah. <laughs> now it's, you know, people's introduction to adult content is Instagram models. Yeah, pretty well. So right from the get-go, they have this idea of what mm. adulthood looks like. And it's warped in the context of Instagram. social media and appearances yeah. and all that stuff. But it, it's almost more devilish to have it on Instagram than to see an explicit got like a guy getting fucked by a horse or something yeah there's no metadata around it saying this is tagged as um what would it be like uh oh body positive good for yourself do it girl or something you know yeah, yeah. like they have all these extra tags around mm-hmm. it look what's it like a vision board linking this one subject to all these other little tags yeah with like maybe they're not true maybe like this girl walking around in little uh, little skimpy bathing suit jumping out is just a, a thirst trap and not really some kind of ooh think for yourself positivity message. But it's it's wrapped up in all of it and it's very confusing. I guess if you're 11 years old, yeah, you know, uh, what, definitely. What, uh, when you see a guy getting fucked by a horse and the guy dies, you go, I guess I'm not going to get fucked by a horse. <laughs> it's a straightforward message. <laughs> not only that, but especially with like those videos and the type of things that were going around the internet when we were 11 years old yeah you knew what you were getting yourself into yeah well you, you were... heard about that video at school yeah. you went home you looked for it to watch it to see what everything was all about you're going i'm going on gauntlet of pain yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna watch but all when the you're, videos but when you're just scrolling through social media you're not yeah. expecting that your brain isn't in that mode in that setting to view that in the right context yeah so you're exposed to it it slips in with the rest of the stuff you're exposing yourself to Hmm. which is a normal normal shit for whatever age bracket you're in yeah and then all of a sudden this shit slips through and it just feels more and more normal yeah it is more uh diabolical when it's trying to hide its actual mess yeah that's it when something is tagged as being uh, a positive post and it's just like a a pair of titties or something and you go well i don't know if this has the right tag you know like i, yeah, I don't yeah. know if i'm seeing this in the right context like on instagram or something i'm saying yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah that's it and I, that's you know i think a big part of what this movie is getting at it's just mm. that that's the sexualization that's happening yeah you know this movie isn't i mean yes this movie itself kind of sexualizes young girls but only in a way that it's exposing its viewers to the reality yeah. of 
you know, what's going on right now and the fact that girls are, little girls are over-sexualized, whether mm-hmm. this movie exists or not. This yeah. movie is just shining a spotlight to it. But it, it's almost like um, you're, you kind of don't have the choice as the 11-year-old girl not to sexualize yourself right get the kind of things you'd want like popularity or friends or something like that and any kind of attention you know it's almost like there's no other way to get that kind of attention other than through sexualizing yourself and in the movie she goes too far when she sends the picture to uh instagram or something and the little kid's uh gone or whore i think he's that that's in class near the three quarters through i think but this would be middle school i imagine like french middle school yeah, I'm not sure how the uh, I'm not sure how the school system works in France, so I can't really speak on mm. what grade they're in or yeah. whatever. It seems like they're in between elementary and high school, some kind of middle thing. Because if they're eleven, they're grade five or six, probably. Uh, yeah, grade six sounds right. But. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Well, I don't want to spoil the uh, ending of the show where we say our favorite shots, but uh, an interesting angle too. <laughs> yeah, it's not like uh, she doesn't. She it's she obviously doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know it. Well, that, that's is a good you... point. It speaks to their their innocence and whatever, and the fact that they're mm-hmm. you know not they shouldn't be doing this type of stuff. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I yeah. felt so bad for Amy throughout the movie and when she missed the dance competition at the end and then spills the juice or whatever on her dress. Oh, yeah. This girl's life is just falling apart. She's making all the kind of wrong decisions. And uh, yeah, you can see how it just spirals out when you're trying to, uh, I don't know, trying to be uh, be someone you're not, I guess. Yeah, but I also kind of didn't feel bad for her sometimes because mm-hmm. she's kind of a dickhead for an 11-year-old girl. Well, I think the other 11-year-olds were more dicks than her, though. She almost killed someone. When was that? I don't remember. When she she's on her way to the last dance competition, right? Yeah. And she pushes this other girl oh. in, the lake, <laughs> yeah. in the river. <laughs> and I she's like, that. she didn't, she just, she could have not been able to swim. And yeah. for a second, she's like, oh, fuck, should I save her? And then she's like, nah, I should go dance. That is funny. I, I completely forgot about that scene. <laughs> that is hilarious. And like she steals her mom's credit card, right? And goes yeah. on a fucking shopping spree. Yeah. Which I guess probably happens more often than I might think. But it's still, you know, a dick fucking move. No, that's definitely a dick move. But it's, you can almost understand it. Because like she had set up this life for herself that she thought yeah. was going to be perfect. And then it all crumbles down. Yeah. And then her home life and her kind of personal life are both crashing in front of her and this is kind of the the only outlet she has is to take it out on the person that's kind of replacing her yeah mm-hmm. which is funny because she replaced her to begin with Girl originally yeah yeah she does uh become herself at the end it is the standard ending where she floats away yeah. to uh yeah what, what do you think of that actually i mean it's the only kind of magic realist part of the movie and it's yeah. kind of shocking, I guess. Well, I guess the one sequence where it's slow motion after the shopping spree with the classical music is also almost magic realist because it's going, oh, this is not real speed. And this is not yeah. the, the yeah. music that we would hear normally in a movie like this where it's all kind of uh, ambient or kind of uh, 
I forget the word, but uh, diegetic music. Okay. And uh, I don't know, it's uh, the shopping spree is a bit of a break in the kind of standard story. And that, that ending I thought was quite standard also. Uh, just uh, she becomes yeah. herself at the end. She's aware of what she did and she's aware of herself and she's happy at the end. And you go, oh, okay, I guess she's happy after all this kind of stuff goes down. And now she can go into being a teenager uh, knowing a bit more about herself or being a bit more aware or uh, yeah, self-aware, I guess. What do you think? I, I thought the ending came off as tacky. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. It, it's uh, I, Yeah, like yeah. it ended and like it ended with her skipping rope and I was like, cool, mm-hmm. you know, feel good ending, whatever. Yeah, and then she was floating and I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, she's floating out of naivety. <laughs> I was like, okay, fuck. I don't know, it felt, it felt like forced a little. Definitely forced. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a shit end that uh, kind of she uh, she uh, well fuck where he said she floats out into uh, into knowledge, I guess, out of uh, being a kid into being an adolescent or being a teenager. And yeah, I mean, we it's the it's the standard, it's the formula ending. But I, I thought this movie itself was quite formula. Yes, I agree. Oh, the dress. There was some magic realism with the dress. The dress bleeding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this scene here. I mean, the way it's shot, too, it's not the uh, the way they were shooting the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah, very much so. But uh, it is a fun break in between the kind of realism, the French kind of streets. You get a bit of uh, cinematic fun, I guess, but... Uh, this is the new poster as well. I thought that's the yeah, it is becomes yeah. this. I mean, yeah, even... the four girls uh, after their shopping spree running around wearing underwear on top of their clothes. Yeah, I think both <laughs> both posters suck though. Yeah, I agree. They both don't really say what the movie's about. I mean, this kind of they're going, oh, we're little girls and we're kind of becoming women kind of thing. But I mean, even yeah. that, it's kind of right in your face, blatant. And if you don't want the kid picking up the stuff, is pretty funny. That was I was gonna say. That's my favorite part of the scene. Just her little brother trailing behind, picking up all the extra underwear they're tossing around the street. So I don't funny. think I'd want to put on that fucking underwear. Well, I guess they hang out in a laundromat all the time. They don't care. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's if you if you want to put off the message that we're not showing child pornography, and then have kids wearing like little lingerie. I don't think they're you're really saving yourself. You know? Yeah. I was thinking, take the original poster, but put the main girl in a burka. That's the perfect cover. <laughs> I thought that would have been okay. I think that might have been controversial for a different reason at that point. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, at least it's not kitty porn. True. <laughs> There's this scene, too. Where... The girl. Uh, her underpants come on. Yeah, she gets her pants pulled down. Yeah. And that, like that's probably the most amount of skin you see in the entire movie. Yeah. But and it's same not it, that bad. You kinda you understand uh like narratively why that happened. So it's kinda like Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. we have to overdo it to show that we are women now, kind of thing. Yeah. She's got the they're making fun of her having uh, baby underpants on. But uh I don't know. It's uh, 
it's a pretty funny thing to do if you're in middle school. Like I think I remember yeah. doing that to many people. <laughs> Just walking down and you see something, you go, Oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. I'm gonna pants him and push him over or something. <laughs> that was a normal kind of thing you'd do yeah. with somebody. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, this isn't uh, an out of the blue thing. She pulled her pants down kind of thing. You go, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're trying to completely embarrass the person publicly as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes with it. It's almost a go-to uh, for some. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Is it, If this was a, a different genre or something, if this was one of the gore horror movies that we were watching uh, earlier in our... Uh, in our podcast, uh, oeuvre. Yeah. I don't think a pantsing would be anywhere near someone getting eviscerated or, uh, something. Oh my like God. That. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I, we were talking about it before. I just watched porno. Yeah. There's a fantastic scene mm-hmm. of, uh, a man's mutilated junk. Yeah. He, he gets his balls exploded. Okay. And so someone uh, proceeds to like do me- like give him medical attention. Okay. Um, and they fully that? on his mangled penis and balls, and they fully show everything. Oh, it yeah. is f- he's like pulling a, the full testicle out of his scrotum and trying to shove it back in. <laughs> All this shit, dude, it is fucking gnarly. It's so good. Yeah, that's probably the the peak of the kind of body horror gore kind of stuff. You can't get more visceral where you where you feel the feeling and someone getting yeah surgery just go yeah it was fucking good like you said you know like that movie exists yeah and no one really cares yeah and then this movie has a poster with girls dancing and everyone freaks out yeah i don't know if i've heard another story where there was such a big backlash to marketing i mean other than like uh Maybe Walmart, where they had the little black kid in the shirt that says "I'm a cool monkey" or something. That had. Okay, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah, that I was mean, bad. That was a, another marketing mayhap. That, uh, but that was also, you know, their fucking mistake. Why yeah. the fuck would you do that? Why? How could yeah. you not realize what you're doing? Yeah. But the the cuties poster they put up, like, wasn't it's not that bad. No. Well, it looks like the. Uh, the show we were talking about before the tlc show yeah it looked yeah it's it fucking looked, i think like even honey boo boo is way fucking raunchier oh yeah but i mean this there's also there's a context to the movie but there's also the the narrative of the movie it's the coming of age story with the young girl and you know yeah you you kind of expect certain things and yeah it, it was strange what things that were you kind of knew we we're going to be in the movie that we're kind of getting um, this, this backlash on. The, the outfits they're wearing in the poster, yeah. the ones that they wear at like the final dance competition yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. um, to me just look like pretty much what a cheerleading uniform, like a cheerleading practice uniform would look like. Oh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're doing anything like... Uh, I mean, it's not like they're wearing uh, butt plugs and uh, dunce caps or something, you know? <laughs> it's not over the top. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I thought the knee pads were funny, but that's besides the point. <laughs> the knee pads are good. <laughs> <laughs> the 
purple hair was a bit weird though. A bit of a weird choice on the purple hair, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, she's 11. What do you expect? What do you want from her? Yeah. 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 It's also showing how stupid people are when they're 11. Yes. Yeah. That, That, I felt, was the main part was just, you know, it's just a movie about 11 year old 11 year old girls being 11 year old girls and just being fucking stupid which is yeah, what kids exactly. do yeah it's about kids not knowing how to act <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is fine <laughs> yeah i mean it comes off i thought it was a pretty standard average good enough coming of age story yeah me too i don't know my favorite line in it though i think it was with this kid where she's like He's not even cute. She's like, oh, yeah? Then why do you turn red every time you see him? She's like, I'm yeah. black. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, that was fucking... That, that was, was a good, good line. That yeah. line was fucking funny. Um, I watched it in French with French subtitles. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, so I, I might not have... Uh, I might not recognize the lines. If you feed me lines, I might not okay. know where they're from right away. I think that might have been the only one I wrote down. Just because um, it would be funny. Yeah, when it comes time like for... Pardon? That's interesting. You did it like that? Yeah, well, I don't know. If I understand the language, then why not, right? Yeah, I guess. And you're pretty well, even when you watch an English movie, you'll put English subtitles on. Oh, always, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's not, not uh, out of the book. Yeah. yeah. No, I wa- yeah, I'll watch with subtitles always. Mm. And uh, yeah, so when I watch a French movie, I'll watch it in French with French subtitles. So I yeah. can just, yeah. I think the, the first, same thing. The, the first half, I think I did French, and then the second half, I did English. Okay. And uh, because I think the English, because I watched the beginning on my computer and then the second half on my TV. And I think uh, automatically it had set it to like default English subs or English dub. Okay. And uh, I don't think I noticed at first. That's pretty funny. For like 10 minutes, I was like, is yeah. this French, this movie? <laughs> <laughs> that's like fuck when we did Fellini's uh, Satyricon. Well, that's just confusing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I don't know what language this is in. <laughs> and different languages, and none of them match. <laughs> dude, I want to watch that movie again so bad, dude. <laughs> that movie rocks, dude. So funny. Um. So yeah, I guess that's kind of the controversial uh, aspects of the movie. Do you want to kind of get into normal analysis? Yeah, I mean, we covered a we covered a good chunk of the analysis yeah. while talking about the controversy. Just you mm-hmm. know, the whole social media and how yeah. uh, that whole thing. The only other angle I think we didn't cover is the uh, you had mentioned it earlier, the tradition versus modernity with the whole Muslim yeah. uh, upbringing versus the you know this part of her life. The cell phone upbringing. Yeah, pretty much. It's almost like the themes in the movie. Are almost self-explanatory though yeah definitely the, yeah there's not much ambiguity no it's the two sides of the coin that make up yeah. the kid you know it's it's in your face we understand that this is going on and they're not um they're not spoon feeding it to us either but no. it's still not ambiguous like you said it's just a clear-cut regular movie for the most part yeah i mean it is shocking that a movie such as this just blew up so much. Some French yeah. movie that no one would have watched otherwise. Yeah, definitely. Because I, 
absolutely would not have watched this without the controversy. No, yeah, zero percent. There's no way I would have seen this mm-hmm. on Netflix and been like, oh yeah, this looks like my type of movie. Yeah. Um, um so kudos because the marketing kind of worked. I guess so, yeah. It did effing blow up. Maybe that's the yeah. plan the whole time. Maybe. Market it as a fucking yeah, I mean that kind of makes sense to me. I mean that would be the fucking the peak of marketing, the Don Draper of marketing. If in five years they go, this was all a plan, we made fucking a billion dollars on it. F you dummies, you know? <laughs> that would be amazing. You'd have to clap for the fucking guy who came up with that plan. I really wouldn't put it past them. I feel like that's happened before. Yeah. I mean I'd... that's what uh Spring that's what Spring Breakers did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. We've talked about marketing a few times then. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that would be a genius plan and it worked out well in spring breakers. Yeah. It worked out very well for them. Quite funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I don't have uh, enough knowledge about Muslim households and tradition to really go deep into that. But I mean, you, you can get the idea, you know, yeah, that's it. The only way I can relate to it is to, you know, compare it to, like, a, if they were Christian. Yeah. It, but it's all pretty similar, I find. Oh, yeah. Same kind of... Just, yeah. like, conservative, old-world yeah, kind of values. Yeah, there's a, there's a few angles I can't relate to, like, them being a minority, mm-hmm. them being immigrants. Yeah. Stuff but like even that, that, but... Even if you can't relate, you can understand, though. Yes, yeah. And, and that's also... Uh, not really, not really at the forefront. Obviously, yeah. it's it's impossible to ignore that fact. Yeah, it's a Muslim family for a reason. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's they want the two extremes. I guess. Yeah, but I think also the director is a is from that same. Uh, yeah. Well, I thought that this was like kind of autobiographical from the director. That's what I was kind of getting the picture that these are kind of moments from her either childhood or things that she saw happen that she kind of meshed together into a story. I don't think so. Cause then she would have to be younger than us. The director. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I was, I read online that she got the idea for the movie because this last, the last, uh, talent show. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she, the director walked by a park and there was an event like this going on in the park. <laughs> yeah. And it was in like a, an immigrant community or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was blown away. She was like intrigued by the difference between the fact that like for the majority of the audience was wearing very conservative or traditional clothing. Yeah. And then all these people on stage dancing were, you know, wearing mm-hmm. practically nothing as dancers do. Yeah. That is an interesting dynamic there because when something's a show, it's almost a free for all. Yeah. Like you could be in the most conservative kind of uh, household, but then you go, Oh, I'm going to do a, I don't know, play some music and you start dancing around and jumping around and doing stuff. You go, Oh, it's a great show kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, um, I mean, it's the same reason why you can break almost any law during a performance that you can smoke indoors if it's part of a performance yeah you can drink in public if it's part of a performance yeah there's a bunch of laws public nudity is legal if it's part of a performance Mm -hmm. obviously not 
In a you feast, though, you're allowed, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even, I'm sure you could probably uh, get a good enough lawyer to argue that if you organized, like, theater in the park, mm-hmm. but, you could yeah, probably pull it off. To, it would have to be almost closed from the general yeah, public. Yeah, though. yeah, probably. But I'm sure you'd be allowed, yeah. I'm very sure you'd be allowed. And, I mean, it should be like that. Yeah, I agree. I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, for the most part, it's, you know, kind of good. I, yeah, I think it should be like that, too. It's good to, that, that we have that separation. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Any, uh, anything else? I don't know. Let me check my notes here. Um, I've never had that much fun doing laundry before, was my first note. <laughs> and the, just dancing? Uh, yeah, the, uh, I guess she's... Portuguese or Spanish, the uh, the kind of friend character. Yeah, she uh, she does have fun. Yeah, there you go. Reggaeton blasting, <laughs> dirty laundry machines. Those laundry machines look absolutely terrible. <laughs> you, like you'd expect to see mold, and that's probably wet and humid in there. <laughs> oh, it just looks like a miserable building. I wouldn't be dancing. My second note here is, you know, the mom had that bedroom where she was keeping for the husband and the new wife. Yeah. I thought she was smoking crack in there for like the first third of the movie. <laughs> the first third of the movie, I'm going, when's the mom go- drug habit going to come out? You know, I thought that's, that's what the so fucking was funny. Uh, oh, yeah. The part where uh, the girl disinfects the cut with Tide and spit. You remember that part? Yeah. That was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that was sickening, that part. Or uh, when they, they're disinfecting their friend after she touches the used condom. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That was fucking hilarious. They're here, they're just shoving soap down her throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a snake. <laughs> it, but it's fucking, like, this is exact, like, this is a perfect scene of what we were talking about before of just, this movie is just about kids being kids. Yeah, and just like kids not, being stupid, not knowing what things are, yeah. and what to do, and they're pretty good actors. These kids. Oh, just hand soap in the mouth with a like that's <laughs> definitely the sponge from the kitchen sink. Yeah, like the most germ-filled part of the house. <laughs> it and oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, and I love how they're like, you can't touch used condoms; you'll get AIDS. And she's like, but I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, well, like, mind it. It's oh, you oh you you didn't know? Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're good. You're safe. You're clean. It only it only it only works if you know what you're doing. Yeah, you're telling the cops that after you killed them. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I've played Call of Duty. <laughs> I thought it was a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's that's a kind of funny thing too, where you'd be like. Like, she was so nervous that she thought her friend, or so insecure, I guess, that she thought, her, this is so funny, too. She starts bobbing her head to the worst dancing ever. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny, too. <laughs> Sitting in the laundry machine. <laughs> um, what was I just saying there? Oh, yeah, with the, like, the, the girl there who touched the condom, she's so insecure that she thinks she, just by touching a condom, she's going to lose all her friends and be an outcast, kind of. Yeah. Like, that's so, you could, like, probably literally shit your pants with your pants down and puke everywhere and your buddies would be like fuck what a dummy you know you want to get coffee tomorrow or something you know 
But I mean, that's how kids are. Yeah, I guess so. They're uh, not secure yet. No, I, I I like the running gag that she doesn't own any crop tops, so she wears her younger brother's clothing. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, that always made me laugh. I mean, you got to do what you got to do if you want to uh, want to have the aesthetic. That starts bobbing her head. Uh, the pile of onions. I have the big pile of onions was scary as one of my notes. She's just looking at that, too. <laughs> Do you see those onions anywhere? That's a fucking pile, dude. Oh, it's a... Oh, it, yeah. It's, a, just, just it's a healthy serving. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the size of her. Like, that's a comical shot. <laughs> like, a cauldron, a steaming cauldron, <laughs> and a pile of onions two feet tall. That is hilarious. And she's yeah. crying. <laughs> and I love how she, she doesn't have a kitchen counter or a chair. Yeah. Sit on the ground. Sitting on a bucket. Imagine what that room smells like. Oh man, onions! I imagine. Oh, probably yeah. <laughs> probably onions and just garbage bags filled with. And look how many eggs they have in the back. One, two, three. That looks like four trays of thirty-six eggs. Yeah. That's well, they're cooking. They're cooking for a wedding. That's also weird to me that they're cooking for a wedding weeks before the wedding. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really understand that. Maybe this is all prep. Fuck, it's a lot of. I mean, I guess it's a lot of onions got to come. Yeah, huh? I mean, I guess onions can't really go bad like that in a week. Cut up uh, onion, maybe it might get. Soggy. It looks like they're making some sort of broth, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with Senegalese food, so I'm not sure what. Um... Yeah, same. Maybe they, maybe it's just boiled onion. Is that what they eat? Just boiled onion. I mean, I'm imagining it would be some kind of. <laughs> boiled onion dish <laughs> just hot onion water <laughs> <laughs> what a great wedding Go oh, ah, tastes like shit <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh, I like the, did you put onions in here? <laughs> <laughs> just, um that's a good line from MASH. That I stole that from MASH, that line. Yeah. Two main characters are in Japan having like some kind of sashimi or something, just raw fish. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, it tastes absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I have another note here saying, or it's kind of like what you said before, it's her own actions that lead her into these situations that she kind of has to find her way out of, but that's kind yeah. of growing up also. Yeah, that's it. Just uh-huh. stumbling through life. Yeah, the exorcist kind of lays it out pretty well. The exorcist kind of spoon feeds it to you. When that priest comes in. Yeah. And he's like, oh, everyone goes through this. It's tough, but you'll make it. Like, that kind of tells you the story right there. This part? Yeah. That is pretty funny that some guy just comes in (laughs) to exorcise the demons out of you. Yeah, I agree. And then, is this before or after the grandmother actually does exercise her? I think this might be after. Oh, yeah, it's right here. Uh, I thought you meant this, because this scene threw me off. Oh, where the grandma's freaking out? Yeah, the, the grandma and the mom are just flinging. Yeah. Uh, what I thought at first would be holy water, but it's just bottled water. Yeah, that's Nivea France. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, she starts freaking out like she's dancing the demons away. Yeah. 
she's twerking the demons out of her body. Uh-huh. Um, but then the next day she's back, you know, going to dance and everything's normal. Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, it's almost like she's putting on a show here, too. Yeah. Like, this is almost the same thing as the dance show at the end. It's it's just the performance. Because the mom's going, what the hell? This <laughs> <laughs> wasn't happening. What's going on here? No. You like smell she has no funny. idea. We're trying to give you a bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Another thing here. I mean, you saw Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's the same dance scene, same dancing, and it's a younger you're girl. Right. It's the yeah. exact same thing, and that's a funny movie, and people love that movie. Yeah, you're right. It's almost the exact same movie. Pretty well. Pretty much. It's a coming of age, she dances, and it's the super freak at the end. Yeah. Super freak, super freak, and she's twerking and dancing around and everything. You're right. I, I fucking forgot about that movie, but it's, it's, it's legit. The, it's, yeah, it is. Yeah. You're right. Good yeah. call. Um, well, there you go. Controversy solved. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Those are all my notes now, pretty well, for, like, filmic analysis. I mean, it's a pretty standard kind of modern shot. You have the yeah. kind of uh, steady cam, uh, uh, stabilized handheld stuff, and uh, yeah. it, the colors are nice. You got the kind of mahogany and yellow, and in the other shot we saw before, it was the the white and the blue. I mean, the colors are nice. They... There's nothing, yeah, like this is nice. Good palette in all these scenes. Yeah. Um, but other than color design, there's nothing really to talk about, I don't think, for like actual filmmaking wise. I, uh, I agree. I didn't spot much. I find uh, it kinda, it's kind of cheap to use the steady cam. I find. I prefer a dolly. It's almost like you put in the effort, okay, we have to lay track down here, or we have to get some kind of machine to drag yeah. across. Or you just you have a guy holding a camera with a rig on and walking around. You can do whatever you want. Unless it's some kind of like Terrence Malick poetry in the woods kind of thing. Oh, dancing around with the camera. <laughs> but when you're just shooting a normal thing like this, it kind of feels a bit, okay, get the steady cam, get the 50 millimeter. We'll shoot the whole movie in a weekend kind of thing. Well, that might be a budget issue too. Yeah. Because but... I can't imagine this thing had a great budget. No. No. Well, I mean, maybe now it probably blew up. She's probably the fucking number one director in France now. I think I read on Wikipedia that this movie only grossed like 600k. That's crazy. That's probably because Netflix is getting all the back end now. Yeah, fuck, probably. Netflix is probably raking it in, dude. Yeah. Well, actually, they um, they had the highest uh, percentage of uh, subscription cancellations because of this movie. I mean, obviously, there's no way to prove that it was because of this movie, but it lined up with the same month that this movie was released. I mean, maybe, but it's all kind of... I mean, I can't see normal people going, I'm canceling my Netflix subscription because I didn't like a poster. Yeah. You have to be quite a fragile individual to do that. I'm thinking it's more like these kind of Southern conservatives in the States that would be doing anything going, I'm going to go look at a cow's udder for three hours, not watch Netflix, you know? (laughs) so is that what they do down there fuck probably (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go lick wood (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah i don't know i mean uh do you want to jump into favorite scene favorite shot yeah sure yeah Uh, you have one off the top of your head yeah um and uh i think usually I, i pick my favorite 
uh, aesthetically, I guess, is usually how I pick. But this time, I think this probably is my favorite. Um, I don't know what they say in English, but it's when Amy's just like outside of her whatever prayer. I don't know. Yeah. Mass, but not because they're not Christian. Yeah. I and she's looking at all the uh, older women's asses as they walk by. Yeah. And she's so focused on this girl's ass and she's obsessing with it and all this shit that she's missing the fact that this girl's talking about how she's fucking poor. Yeah. <laughs> like to me, like that one shot was like a perfect microcosm of the movie as a whole. Cause it's just the fact that these girls are so focused on becoming sexually matured adults yeah. that they're losing complete perspective of everything else about life. Mm -hmm. And which is to me what the movie is mostly about so yeah. that one shot when i saw that one shot i was like i don't know just that juxtaposition mm -hmm. of her staring directly into this girl's ass yeah. and the girl having like probably one of the worst conversations she's ever had yeah i'm like this is probably something that young girls would actually do you know like they're yeah. probably looking at cleavage more than the little boys yeah probably i think little boys are probably like throwing rocks at each other yeah <laughs> eat a worm no you eat the worm <laughs> that is a a good moment i think that whole scene is quite telling of the the rest of the movie yeah because i thought for a second you had picked the same shot that i picked for my favorite one. Oh yeah mine is one shot before the one you picked where she's in her full gown, watching her yeah. under there. That's my favorite one. That too, you're right. That, that whole sequence. Yeah. Or actually, I don't even know if it's here. It might be like in the next section. I'm not sure. But I don't know. I guess it's here, yeah. And it just looks like she's kind of bobbing to the prayer, but she's watching some twerking videos. <laughs> and it, it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly here. It's the same yeah. thing, like you said. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing movie or shot, but I mean it tells you the theme of the movie and you go, I understand what this movie is about now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's the, yeah, this wide shot here where everyone's kind of humming to the prayer and she's going, Oh yeah. Big booties. Yeah, exactly. That is so funny. Yeah. We're literally one shot away from each other for the same, the same kind of thing. Yeah. Chosen for the same reason too and everything. Pretty much. That's pretty funny. Yeah. else here yeah that is the extent of my notes now for the film i uh i'm not sure i suspect reviews will be uh pretty predictable yeah well i'm thinking they would either be oh this is disgusting or oh you guys are idiots for thinking this yeah watching the movie yeah i think that's what we're gonna get to yeah because i don't think there's gonna be any real reviews you know yeah to be all critical of other people watching the movie um let's read this one two and a half just for fun nice mid-range review you know yeah we don't usually do that often you want to read it i don't really know what to say about this doesn't deserve the absurd hate but also doesn't justify certain parts beautiful cine cinematography 
great final shot. <laughs> <laughs> and all the child performances are fantastic. I really love the, I wouldn't say child performances, because that kind of paints it in a different light. Child performances, I would say, would be under like nine kind of thing. This okay. would be like preteen kind of thing. Like this is kind of Nickelodeon age. I wouldn't say it's child. It's not like a fucking baby. Yeah, okay. I know what you mean. Um, How old was Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone? He was probably younger. Yeah. Probably. Like that would be a child. I guess they're child actors, but they're almost teenagers though. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit in that gray area there. I guess. Which I think is why they chose that age for the movie too. Maybe why people were upset as well. Yeah, true. I really love the energy Ducouré is able to bring to the screen. And I love a lot of what is... Well, oh, hold on a second. I forgot how to talk English. And I love <laughs> a lot of what this is attempting to do. But it's kind of empty sometimes and offers just enough to give you a surface-level explanation of this kind of topic. The baby deserved more screen time. The baby deserved more screen time. Probably the, the kid that we were making, that we were laughing when he's running around yeah. following them, I think. But ba- I don't know if I'd call that kid a baby. Baby. No, this is a strange review. <laughs> surface level exploration of this kind of topic, but she means kind of, not kind of. Yep. The baby deserved more screen time. Karsten Rungquist, you Swedish dummy, bad review. <laughs> like yeah, I like how beautiful cinematography, great final shot. <laughs> That's the funniest. Probably one. my least favorite shot of the film. Yeah. And like, what's beautiful about that shot? It's in a street, and then it's all just on the computer made. <laughs> There's no real cinematography there. <laughs> There's nothing cinematic about it. It's just CGI. Okay. There's okay. an A plot and a B plot. The B plot is about a girl who defies traditions uh, that in- intervene with her beliefs and is actually decently written. The A plot is for Discord mods. I don't okay. get it. Fun enough review. I'm on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. This is perfect. The first half star review opens with I haven't actually watched this film. Yeah. But I've taken a brief look at it. The yeah. cinematography looks good. The pedophilic tendencies of the script are not. But what does that mean? Pedophilic tendencies. Mm-hmm. The script tends to be pedophilic. Yeah. In what sense, though? More well, so than any other thing, or more so than Big Mouth, where we we're talking, where we're actually seeing kids, a kid having sex with a pillow and coming all over himself. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, I don't know how he can know what the script tends towards without watching the movie. Yeah, I mean, this seems to be... But does a brief look at it mean you Googled it and you scrolled through the images? Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Or he probably uh, scrolled through... He probably searched Cuties 2020 on Twitter. Yeah, the trailer or something. Yeah, I don't Not know. only is this just child porn, but any of its artistic choices very clearly just rip off Celine Schiama. I don't know who that, that is. I don't know who no. that is either. Do a little Google on this. This might be funny. French screenwriter and film director. Oh, she did Portrait of an Artist. Portrait oh, okay. of a yeah, yeah. Fire. Yeah. My Life as a Zucchini. Okay, well, these are good enough movies. Yeah. Water Lilies. Yeah, well, these are proper art movies, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I Have guess you I seen mean... Portrait of a Lady on Fire? 
I've taken a brief look at it on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Celine Schiama. I wish uh, they specified which ones because I don't know. Yeah. Artistic choices. It's a funny name, though, her username. Given name, family name. Yeah, smart enough. <laughs> uh, this person's review is a YouTube link. I will not click it because YouTube, the only YouTube channel that exists is ours. That is true. That is true. Who is this movie made for again? I don't know. Fucking some French asshole who wants to watch a movie? Who cares? <laughs> I imagine the implication here is that he thinks it's made for pedophiles. <laughs> I think this next review is perfect. Yeah. In the beginning. Whoever gets sexual enjoyment out of this boring, disgusting, drawn-out, stupid, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes scoring award-winning piece of shit deserves to get their hard drive confiscated and get kicked hard in the balls or pussy. Hey, <laughs> all of you, bitch. That's a funny enough review. <laughs> this movie's too boring to be fucking... <laughs> Look, I love how he's, like, implying that you should get sexual enjoyment from this. Yeah, or out of any movie in general. <laughs> yeah. I think he thinks he's on Pornhub. Yeah. Christian Show. Pretty funny review. <laughs> These are all too long and just boring, dumb things. Yeah, it's obviously just stuff about... Yeah. Like, I like the guy who was kind of going or, like, playing into... Oh, my God, the review Jesus. here. Yeah. Holy moly. What were you saying? I don't know. I was just reading the end of her thing, and it seems like a dumb, a dumb review. But uh, <clears throat> I forget what I was saying. I was just laughing at the guy saying the movie was boring. Yeah, all right. Like he's playing he's... into the, the narrative and piece of shit garbage. All yeah. potential praise of the film given and neglected by the fact that children were exploited and coerced into performing provocative dances. Nice scum who worked on this film should be thrown in prison with Epstein. <laughs> this is before Epstein ran away to his island as living a great life. <laughs> Epstein's living it up on the middle of Earth with Hitler and dinosaurs. <laughs> um, I like I like that he he's implying that these uh, unionized actors were exploited and coerced into performing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, fun fact. Uh. She actually worked, the director worked extremely closely with a child psychologist who was on set every single day to make sure that the children were comfortable and okay with their parts and all that shit. Mm -hmm. It's Which funny took that, me a whole two minutes of Googling to find. Yeah, it's funny that people don't look deeper than, you know, anything. Yeah. It's funny, this review was uh, 29th of November, so this wasn't even during the heat of the controversy. This guy came back two months later to shit on this movie. That is quite a fact. And why is he bringing Epstein reference out like a year later? Oh, I think he just, just pedophile stuff. I guess so. He should be thrown in prison with Epstein. That's pretty, that's, that's Let's go make fun of Kyle. Ah, fuck, his favorite movies are good though. <laughs> well, not shit. the world's end, really. Yeah, I can do without that one. Yeah. Uh, recent activity, birth of a nation, <laughs> cuties, Borat. <laughs> At least he gave birth of a nation half a star. How do you give birth of a nation half a star? It's about the clan killing black people. 
He oh, doesn't man. care how great the cinematography is. That's His name like, is Kyle. That's the first movie like ever, really. <laughs> that's the first real movie with close-ups and everything. That's interesting. Yes, but Nick, it's about the clan killing black people. Well, I mean, Borat's about a guy fingering his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but then what? I'm curious to see now uh, if he rated Inglorious Bastards. Oh, he has a quarantine list. Oh, let's see. Uh, Quentin All Tarantino. Tarantino. Ranked. Number one, Django. Number two, Inglorious Bastards. I'd say Inglorious Bastards is probably the best. Uh, but he, see, this is interesting because he ranked, if he doesn't like Birth of a Nation because it's about the clan, oh, I guess Inglorious Bastards is about Jews killing Nazis and not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And so also maybe that one's Django exempt. also is the, the reversal of the, the slave role and the. Yeah. Yeah. What else does he have in there? Marvel ranked films. Okay, no, this guy's actually a bit of a dildo. And Pixar ranked <laughs> films. No, th this guy, he started off maybe, and he, he went downhill after this. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus Hates Zombies. Never heard of that movie. Looks pretty good, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> modern exploitation movies are quite fun. All right, well, Kyle sucks. Yep. Hey, another Jeffrey Epstein reference. Legusto Esto, so Jeffrey Epstein's favorite movie. Oh, here you go. This is a good one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the very first bit, and I'm going to skip all the way to the end. Yeah. I didn't watch this. This is child porn. <laughs> I didn't watch this, but the fact that it's child porn that was commercially released and is being defended by the masses kind of automatically makes it the worst film of all time. Don't even try to argue this is child porn. You started this review by admitting you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, that is a funny argument to make. I mean, no other argument you would need some kind of proof or something, you know? Yeah, but Nick, what, you what, you expect him to watch child porn? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, you haven't watched the movie, how can you have an opinion on it? And then they're like, well, I don't want to watch child porn. Yeah, I mean... They just put themselves in a box. It's a full, it's a foolproof argument. It is quite foolproof. Can we they see They hate it because it's uh... child porn, and they're not going to watch it because it's child porn. <laughs> yeah. Can we see what else uh, Rollify has been watching or hasn't been watching but reviewing? <laughs> Favorite films Whiplash, Full Metal Jacket, Pulp Fiction, and A Space Odyssey. Hmm. I don't want to watch Space Odyssey. I don't believe in the moon landing. <laughs> Recent activity. I mean, to put these in your favorite. You're a bit of a dildo too, though. Yeah, it's kind of too predictable, I find. It's kind it's of weird. It's a little bit put. much. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like this dude Googled much. best movies of all time and then put him, put those in his... Yeah, but not even best movies of all time. Best English-American movies of yeah. 40 years or something, you know? Like, they're not... Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. American Psycho, Eyes Wide Shut. I mean, this guy's seems like a... 15-year-old kid going, I'm into movies. 
Oh, he watched the Smosh movie, and he rated it five stars. So that's quite funny. The director of the Smosh movie is uh, what's his name? Eric Winter. Alex Winter. Alex Winter, and he's the guy from uh, what's the fucking movie? He's the actor in Bill and Ted, not Keanu Reeves. Oh no way! Yeah, and he also directed the Zappa documentary that just came out, which I wanted to watch. That's fucking funny. I want to see that Frank Zappa documentary. So, Zappa. Yeah, it looks effing good. Who plays Zappa? Is it a documentary or is it a biopic? It's a biopic, but it's all—it's more about like him than the music. But it's about—it's yeah. all like his archives and everything from like the the family vault. Cool. So it's, it's all like uh, of the times film. Yeah, chronicles that have never been brought to the public before. What else do we uh we have any five stars? These all seem this movie is so bad. Uh please kill it with fire. It has good potential, but it's horribly mishandled. What a shame. Time waste. Uh it's fucking simple as shit is support the movie. You're actually a fucking pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you read that? This top one here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and fucking gullible. Uh, oh, he's rewatched it and he still thinks it's child porn. Oh, they're trying to send a message about sexualizing children. Shut the fuck up. They failed so bad that they turned everyone against them. But pedophiles, fuck you on 10. <laughs> See, the, <laughs> the fuck you on 10 is kind of funny. Uh, but the thing is, like, it's, I don't know, at this point, he's blaming Netflix for marketing it badly. Absolutely disgusting. A girl takes a pic of her vagina and posts it online. You've never watched porn before. Yeah. <laughs> What's a this f- guy obviously hasn't seen Two Girls, One Cup. Oh, this guy is even a bigger dork, dude. <laughs> this guy is an absolute dork. It's Rushmore, Whiplash, Scott Pilgrim, and Psycho just to put a cherry on it. <laughs> Yikes. Hey, what do you think of your name, though? Five stars. I, too, woke up touching my penis. It's like I've never seen it before. Okay, so this guy's jerking off to anime, and he's complaining about cuties. And mind you, there's nothing wrong with jerking off to anime, but <laughs> this anime specifically is definitely not. But I jerk mean, off material. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the if you get it's the same thing I find where like you know you you always hear stories about the guys who are like oh he's God hates me. they're gonna burn in hell. And then those are always the guys who end up getting caught being gay. Yeah. Or wait, do I have to recut that? You always see these guys who are like, God, <laughs> gays. <laughs> I didn't even fucking notice. And, uh, That's so funny. I don't want to get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even, we're not even monetized yet. <laughs> you never know. No, we'll get canceled uh, in 10 years if someone finds that. Yeah, but you always see these guys who are like, oh, I hate these gays, the gays are going to burn in hell, and they're always the guys who are sucking dick on the side, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's the same thing with everything almost, where you go like, I fucking hate tapioca, but seriously, but like secretly you're you're munching on tapioca or something. (laughs) Okay, you lost me with the tapioca. That wasn't a good example. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but I I think I know where you're getting at. I think, yeah, the people who are actually like really upset about... A movie like this might have 
some kind of pedophilic tendencies themselves that they're trying to suppress or something. Yes, I agree. I think, I I think definitely, um, yeah, they probably saw the poster and they're like, Ooh, and then they're like, Oh God, no sick, but it's because they're almost sick. Maybe because I've watched a lot of gay movies explicitly gay and you go, that's a funny scene, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you're not viscerally repulsed by Mm -hmm. it, you know, Mm -hmm. But it, it yeah. seems that the people who are themselves or like some kind of closeted hiding away these kind of aspects of the personality are the ones who always, you know, Complain. yeah, they're an uproar about it. Yeah, or, I know. You're, yeah. Or that they fight hardest against it. Yeah. And we're, like we're talking about. Like people are talking about this movie as if it's literal child porn. When yeah. there's, like, have you seen the, a Serbian film? Uh, no, no. I do know about it, though. Yeah. The like one of the final shots is a dude fucking his unconscious child. Yeah. And the, it's a kid. Yeah. And it's literally, there's a literally explicit child rape in the movie. Yeah. And, and that movie exists. Mm-hmm. The same thing as a hundred days of Sodom. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I guess those movies are kind of known for that. Yeah. And a hundred days of Sodom was like the studio got burned down and all the footage was stolen and everything. Have you seen it? Just bits and pieces. I'm not too interested. Yeah, I'm more... That's I, I, Peter Paolo Pasolini. I'm not really into him that much. Okay. I'm like more interested just because of the reputation the movie has. Yeah. Well, I was almost more into it when we were talking about Casanova, Fellini Casanova, because the original cut of that movie, I think, was burned when the studio was burned down when they were mm. trying to get rid of 100 Days of Sodom. But Pasolini, he's a bit, uh, he's a bit weird, kind of. Like it's, uh, it seems a bit low budget, a lot of his stuff. And it looks like just kind of sixties free sex kind of stuff, but also like hints of like misogyny kind of weird stuff where you go, "Ah, okay, it's kind of dated the stuff. Yeah. But I mean, if it was, I guess, higher quality made, I'd be into it or something, but I don't know. 4k remaster. You'd be into that. Even the remaster, (laughs) the fucking... The shooting itself is kind of... Yeah. It looks like dollar store kind of stuff. Okay. The movies I'm thinking of, at least. Um, I think for, for the these these four first five-star review, <laughs> five reviews are all just jokes. The yeah. first one's a funny callback. Sorry, I can't help it. I'm a Discord mod Reddit user. That one's funny. That's yeah. a funny one. Is <laughs> there nothing wrong, Ted Cruz? That's funny. Yeah. Directed by Dan Schneider is funny. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was actually, I'm going to like that review because that's actually fucking funny. That's a pretty good one. For those who don't know, Dan Schneider is the, uh, what, is he the CEO of Nickelodeon? I think he's, or CEO, or he's a big showrunner though. He, yeah. I Carly and all those shows. He was a yeah. showrunner for all those. And uh, he, what do you he, was known, he was known to hang around set for a little bit too long. He would leave a linger. <laughs> well, wasn't it the thing that he was taking pictures of all the girls' feet? He was doing a lot of weird shit. <laughs> the Reddit mod, uh, <laughs> the yeah, mod Reddit user is quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> that one is quite funny. I like how it's it's just a reference to another review on this website <laughs> that barely anyone uses. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, the guy's name is Nick. He, he's got the the good bits. Hey. Let's see what he likes. I bet he likes I was good gonna stuff. Say, like With that. a name like that, he must like good stuff. Train Spotting, Space Odyssey, Big Lebowski, Grand Budapest. 
That's about what I was expecting. I mean, he gave Incredibles. What is, <laughs> what is the fuck is the? What is this? The Incredible Soccer. The Incredible Socks. Cinema. Incredibles DVD. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, it's made by. I thought this was like a low budget fucking yeah. sock puppet version or something. Well, funny enough, right. I guess. He gave the Florida, the Florida Project a star and a half. Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. That's a good movie. Okay, I well, I. Children. Well, I guess. That's a good point. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. So this guy's got some kind of something. Big Lebowski's good. Yep. Space Odyssey's good. Grand Budapest is funny. Train spotting is good. Train spotting is nice. Train spotting, I found it was good the first time, and then mm. subsequent viewing, it's kind of like, yeah, I get it. Train spotting. Yeah, 28 Days Later is definitely my favorite Danny Boyle, though. Mm. That was, though, I think we talked about that before. That was one of the first movies shot on digital. And yeah. like, you just set up 100 cameras and just go, okay, we need like five seconds to cut, shut the street down, but they have 200 shots, you know? Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, he's got an okay list, I guess. Damn, this was actually way better than I anticipated. Probably the best thing I've watched from Sundance 2020 so far. <laughs> this guy's just an asshole. <laughs> I watched the full Sundance 2020 catalog, and this was the best thing so far. What else came out of Sundance this year? I don't know. But I mean, I, like- I, I couldn't tell you one thing. This guy's watching every single thing on the program. Hey, he knows what he's doing, man. He's got... Uh- uh, Sneaky Long. Small Axe. Bad Day at Black Rock. The Seventh Victim. Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. He doesn't have any favorites, though. This is just his recent Oh, that's re- Okay, I thought that yeah. was his favorites. Oh, he's seen Zappa. Oh, let's see what he said. He didn't say anything, but he gave four it four stars. stars. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. And I'm quite the Zappa fan. Uh, does he have any lists? Oh my god, he has way too many. He's got best of every year. Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, I think I agree with... Oh no, never mind. I was going to say I agree with his 2014, but I only saw Inherent Vice. All of the other movies uh, stink. Yeah, it looks like his best of is... Uh, Just the movies The of Oscar him. list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind, this guy stinks. Let's see what's on the festival. Uh, yeah, how do I even do that? Programs? I guess so. What the fuck? How do I oh, no. show me what you... Overview of opportunities. Or festivals, maybe? Schedule? Schedule, yeah, that might be it. Films. Yeah. U.S. dramatic competition. Just give me a full list, you bastards. Yeah, there's probably like... They probably play 50 fucking movies, though. Yeah, true. All right, never mind then. Uh, anyways, I guess it was the best at Sundance this year. <laughs> it was the only movie at Sundance this year. Yeah, we year. couldn't even get the program open. <laughs> Excellent and beautifully complex coming-of-age film. Don't judge it until you watch it. I guess so. I mean, that's fair with any movie, though, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. Don't judge it until you actually see that. This is a good one. Five stars. His review? Cinema. <laughs> but then... I kind of wouldn't agree with that one. <laughs> I mean, it's not really the most cinematic movie ever. It's got the good color palette, but the camera movement itself, the themes of it are a bit drawn yeah. out, overused. Uh, what were we saying? The steady cam is kind of, eh, it's a bit of a cheap thing. Just get a steady cam and do it all, you know? Yeah, it feels like a budget choice. Yeah. 
Because obviously, if you could get your hands on a crane and a dolly and all that shit, why not use it? Nah, but I think that might even be a thing, like, not only uh, a budget choice, but also kind of uh, an aesthetic choice where you go, okay, we want this kind of to move around and we want to feel fluid in it and move around the frame. Yeah, that's fair too. I don't know. Also, the the whole, like, indie aesthetic is, like, Mm -hmm. still really in. feels like it's been in for years. I don't know why... People aren't over it. The yeah, I I prefer personally the kind of maybe a locked camera with one movement in it. Like you don't yeah. want to confuse the image with. Yeah, I'm going to zoom in, pan over, and tilt up, and then follow the guy over here and track around. Mm-hmm. Like keep it a simple movement, compose the image. Yeah, you're making me think of uh, Hereditary. Yeah, but Hereditary had good movement. Yeah. I do, uh, I do get in trouble at work a bit, not really trouble, but they say like, I'm more for the image than the story. Yeah. So they're more focusing on the story they're trying to tell rather than the beauty of the image or the, you know. Yeah. We've, we've definitely talked about style over substance. Yeah. I think we're both of the opinion that style is substance. In cinema, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Storytelling is the the kind of thread that ties all the arts together like it should be there but you don't have to put it in the forefront because it's a given you know yeah you want something media medium specific so yeah in cinema, you want cinematic images yeah that's kind of what we're saying i think yes definitely hold the words right out of my mouth hmm. um yeah so this is uh pretty much what we expected yeah i mean uh called it i was a it was a fun enough watch. I mean, it's a kind of a maybe a Tuesday night movie kind of thing. Uh, yeah, normal kind of flick. It's just insane the controversy over marketing itself. Like the actual yeah. direction and theme of the movie seemed quite bland or standard. Just the marketing was blowing people's minds. Yeah, even like that dude called it the best movie at Sundance. Yeah, um, I'm honestly surprised it won. Yeah. For directing. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's good enough. There's some it's nice shots. It's a good shots movie, but. Yeah, there's some nice shots. Yeah, it I don't is, know. It is the formula, though. It is right. the coming of age that you expect. Yeah. Um, I, I, I initially gave it uh, three and a half on Letterboxd, so yeah. out of five. Yeah. But my, my personal rating system is different from, the, from ours, from okay. the shows. Yeah. So if my rating differs, don't yell at me. I was getting ready to. Oh, yeah. If I felt it. <laughs> but getting into that, what would you say, Lee, on 10, using the monolith film scale where five is an average movie? Five. Yeah, I'd agree. It's pretty <laughs> much a flat five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's right down the middle. Yeah, it's perfectly average. Yeah, pretty well. I yeah. mean, it's it's made properly. It's directed standard. Yeah. Everything it's, is, yeah, that's it. Doesn't really do anything wrong. No. Nope. Doesn't, doesn't really, really do anything good. great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even keel pretty well. Yeah. And nothing was really shocking or disturbing to me, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the movie's reputation and the whole controversy and that whole story is almost better than the movie yeah. at this point. Pretty well. Oh, almost certainly. But it's yeah. kind of funny that, like, sexuality or something gets this. Uh, 
big stigma around it and this big story around it where like what's the other movie that everyone likes the coming of age one with the kids uh, where they're walking down the train tracks stand by me yeah stand by me that's about kids like going to see a dead body and they're like guys are getting killed and stuff yeah. and i know that's that's actual ending people's lives and there's that's a, a well there's also we uh mentioned harmony corinne when you just said spring breakers yeah he wrote the script for kids yeah that's an insane coming of age story yeah that the one with the aids yeah yeah <laughs> like it, it, like it's, i don't know there's that's that's what is so mind-blowing about this movie because when you actually watch it it is incredibly tame yeah that is shocking but to even have the idea that it would be somewhat pornographic when you're watching the movie mm -hmm. i think that's a problem with the viewer more so exactly, than yes. the movie yeah if you watch cuties and think it's porn then you're the pedophile <laughs> that might be the issue yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was a fun podcast. Yeah. Got, I think we covered it pretty completely. I think so, too. Next time we'll have uh, Ducré on the show, and she can explain her point of view. Yeah, we're going to have her call so in. Tune in next week. It's going to be your brother talking French. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have uh, anything lined up for the coming no. weeks it's a surprise yeah i but, think a few things to chit chat to post podcast the uh, yeah wise stay tuned though i'm sure we'll have a few more mm. coming out oh we're back baby we're back baby we're fucking back we're back <laughs> yeah the best podcast in the world yeah. is back there's no christmas this year perfect mm -mm. Fuck. only monolith <laughs> oh, did you did you did you see the news about the monoliths they're finding in the wild that was pretty cool dude but i mean um that's for sure some guy who's like, this is going to be funny in 10 years when someone finds this. Yeah, well, cause, yeah, like, they, they found like satellite imagery dating back to like 2016. That moth okay. has been there for like five years. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. But they also, it was I don't like remember Idaho the artist. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Utah? Yeah, yeah, Utah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's this artist who all of his art looks like that. Okay. A lot of, like, he just puts a, a mirror monolith in a room and takes a picture or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so people just thought it was an art piece that he forgot about, and then now he's dead, and he never told anyone. Yeah. And then we were just finding it now or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's not aliens, but it's also... Oh, uh, God, no. Definitely not. It's a pretty funny thing to go, like, this will freak people out. Yeah, yeah. It's well, I mean, there's, there's a video of a dude who goes up to it and he's in, like investigating it and it's like it's not he checks a bunch of it's hollow yeah it's not magnetic and it's just three separate panels riveted together yeah like like it's obviously yeah. just man-made like someone made yeah. it in their fucking garage yeah for sure <laughs> yeah but uh someone tagged me uh, like on facebook they uh yeah. shared the article yeah and they they made a joke about how uh Perhaps it was us doing some uh, viral marketing. Hey, that would have been good, dude. We should yeah. have put a podcast sticker on it, dude. <laughs> we gotta get some fly all the way to Utah just for the fucking <laughs> <laughs> piece of mirror glass. <laughs> we gotta get some merch, I think, dude. We got some monolith podcast t-shirts going. Oh, I'm down, dude. I'm gonna. I get am it. down too, actually. That's my. 
That's my Christmas gift yeah. to myself. But it's just going to be every time we watch a movie that has full frontal nudity, we're just going to add that to the t-shirt. Just track it on it. Just dicks. <laughs> just, uh, what's his name from the Blue Velvet? Um, David Lynch or the actor? The, the actor. Uh, the main guy, uh, Kyle McLaughlin? Yeah, Kyle, just, it's just Kyle McLaughlin's penis. That's that's just that's our that's our merch <laughs> from that one scene where he runs into the closet naked. That that's would it. rock, dude. <laughs> yeah, just crop, could just crop him out of that yeah, scene. Yeah. Just just an out of context <laughs> close up. That would be good. Well, you know what? I think we have the merch right there, dude. There you go. I'm gonna make shirts and stickers and <laughs> merchpump.com, and that's the that's the deal. Um, yeah, it's funny because I think when we were watching that movie, we talked about how there should be more full frontal male nudity in movies. <laughs> yeah. So we just put that and we put a quote, more full frontal, more dicks in movies. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I think we're pretty good at reviewing movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got the, the down pat. I've heard nothing but good reviews from our you audience. Know. So, And you remember... Maybe a year ago, someone commented on a video saying, oh, I love podcasts without video. Guess yep. what, you South American asshole? We Shit, got it. Kid. We got it. <laughs> Go back to Argentina and watch fucking horses walk around or something. Uh, are we still recording? Are you still recording? I didn't even start recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm recording. Should we do an outro and then stop recording or... Yeah, we'll do a little outro. <laughs> Keep all this in. I think this is funny enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. You've uh, This was another episode of the Mindless Film Podcast. You can find us uh, everywhere on social media. Mm-hmm. If you are if you listen to the podcast and you don't follow us on Instagram, change that. Yeah. Because I want to I get rid of my Instagram account and I want to only yeah. use the monolith one. Okay. But we don't get enough uh, user interaction. Uh. Well, I mean, so, make it your personal thing. I think it'll uh, get quite a few uh, following yeah. friends and everything. Yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah, every time I see like some kind of criterion something that we've looked at, I always post it on just the store. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I uh, like I did that to my Twitter. Like I don't have a Twitter anymore. I just have the the podcast Twitter account. Okay. And I just because I just tweeted about movies anyways. So I was like, yeah. why do I have two? Might as well. <laughs> two, what's the yeah. point? Yeah. But yeah, follow us everywhere. We got them all. All that yeah. stuff. Instagram, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, everywhere you yeah. want. You want YouTube, well, this video will probably be out this week sometime. Uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be prom- promoting and posting and all kinds of stuff. And uh, oh, it's just in time for the Christmas season. Uh, buy some Monolith Podcast merch. Hey, there you go. We have plugging nothing, it, plugging yeah, it already. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some money and we'll figure something out. <laughs> Might be able to print you a screenshot of Kyle's dick. <laughs> I'll sign it. We'll sign it if you there want. There you go, yeah. We'll sign Kyle's dick for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good podcast. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Beat downstairs, now I'm a beat